Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Fire Talk, where we give you the latest news updates on Southeastern University athletics. I'm Dr. Ken Engel, president of Southeastern University. And, of course, joining me always is our amazing athletics director, Drew Watson. How have you been? You came fresh in from Philly, right? Yeah. Uh, you went to the big Dallas-Philly game on Dallas-Philly Sunday. Dallas-Philly game is always the game of the year in Philly, and, and Philly sports fans were, were kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, and, and I assume you wanted the Eagles to win. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, the, I, I, could, there, I could say a lot about the Cowboys, but it wouldn't be appropriate for this podcast. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. We'll talk later. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> but it's good to be back. Uh, yeah, and I think I was gone too. Was I gone? I don't know. Yeah, you were in you California. Were I was in California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think I was even supposed to be here today, but you're I right. was able to get in last night. And yeah. So, yeah. Glad so you're here. I'm, I'm glad to be here, too, especially with, with what we're going to be talking about here just a, in, a, in a few minutes. Yeah, so um, can't believe we reached the end of another fall season. It's playoff time. Yep. And last week's show, you were on the road, but last week's show we talked to the Roberts brothers. Right. The soccer coaches talked about their playoff Situation, but joining us today for another special playoff edition uh, is our cross country coach Paul Kurtz and David Milburn, who's a student athlete, uh, graduate student, uh, four year runner for the team. Welcome, gentlemen. Yeah, it's great to have, uh, have thanks, you here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and it's great to see our teams competing in postseason so well. And, and of yep. course, the cross country team has created a culture that's doing just that. Um, and let's start off talking about cultivating a, a winning culture, but even more, uh, an SEU culture. Uh, how do you go about doing that, Coach? Which, by the way, I think you should be the National Coach of the Year because this <laughs> is uh, what you've won three conferences in the last four years, and this is the second yep. one in a row. Yes. Yeah. So Congratulations. you definitely know how to create cultures. So talk to us a little bit about that. Um, I mean, I think it's just getting the right people, first of all, and having the right people around to help uh, foster that culture as well. And, um, you know, I, I, I talked about the last time I was on the show is like I pray a lot about the, the student athletes that we get on our team. And, and I, I really feel like they are just really good about getting along with each other and wanting to be uh, a good team teammate and um, they think of wonderful things to do outside of practice to keep everyone entertained. Um, I don't feel like I have to do a lot of that kind of stuff because the kids on my team are just really good at, at thinking about those things. I don't know, David, you can probably talk even more about that, about the things that we do outside of practice. But, but yeah, I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing. And then just having a, a campus, too, that provides things for students to be involved in, different groups and things like that as well. I, I feel like that also you know, keeps them excited about being on campus and being here at Southeastern. And um, that's it. You know, I, running is a hard sport and you have to find things to make it fun. And, and the people around you are what make it fun. And, mm -hmm. and I've been really blessed to have a, a great group of kids this year, especially um, who really get along well with each other and, and make that happen. Well, well again, as, as Dr. Ingo said, your second, your second consecutive conference championship on the men's side, impressive. What were some of the highlights of this year's meet? Um, well, it was. I think probably the biggest highlight was John. I would say uh, he he just ran an amazing race. John Perez done um, went into the race knowing that he was the favorite. He hadn't been beaten by anybody in our conference yet this year. And um, there was a guy from St. Thomas who who's a very talented runner in, in himself. And this is the first year he's run for St. Thomas, so they've never really competed against each other until this year. And uh, their coach had some things to say about that he was going to go after John, and, and I think John had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder about that and wanted to, to show him who was boss. Sure. It's always <laughs> yeah. a motivating factor. Uh, yes. And, and yeah. John just ran a really smart race and hung back and let the kid just run like crazy the first mile. I think he went through the mile at like 445 yeah, or something. Yeah, he went out fast. Yeah. 
And and I think John knew that that wasn't going to be sustainable and, and just picked him off by about two miles and just took off and, and ran a very, very even split race. He ran about 4.0, I'm sorry, not 4.0, 5.05 uh, mile pace for the entire race. Wow. And uh, ended up beating him by about, what, about 20 meters or so. That's and uh, it was just a great win. And I think the only thing he was disappointed in was that he, he ran so well and he felt so good, he probably could have broke 25 minutes this week. Uh, but not having anybody there to push him, I, yeah. I think that that hurt him, and and he really wants to break 25. Um, Nationals will be hard to do that. It's it's a really tough course, and it's it's sloppy out in Oregon, so um, it's going to be interesting to see. It's actually, Washington, I'm sorry, um, but it, it it'll be a good good race for him, and he'll be pushed, and the rest of the guys as well will be pushed there. So and, and John winning his third uh, conference title is obviously a huge accomplishment. But speak about his. Um, his character and his development here at SCU, and then maybe tell us some of the other key runners. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been really cool to see John progress, and the rest of the guys on the team for that matter. I think um, John's freshman year, um, we had a lot of different types of personalities on our team, and I wouldn't say it was probably one of our most cohesive teams, and um, it really was a challenge for me as a coach, and, and they heard a lot of different opinions about how they should be trained and that sort of thing, and, and I think it took John a while to kind of trust me as a coach and what I was giving him. And after that year, he's definitely bought in and he's progressed very well. And we've seen time drop every year and he's gotten farther and farther up in the national uh, race as far as his placing. So it's just been really cool to see that happen. And now to see him as a grad, he's a grad student now because he's using this COVID year. Um, as a leader on the team, just somebody who the, he meets with every one of the guys before the season really started and, and talks about their goals with them and, and takes on that leadership role in a whole different way than he did when he was a freshman, when he was kind of just a quiet guy who just mm. said nothing. Um, so that's been really cool. And then the rest of the guys too, like, I mean, David's another one. He can talk about himself here in a second, but, um, you know, David didn't run until his senior year in high school. And now he's my second, third fastest runner on the team. And mm. um, again, progressed every year and gotten faster and 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 that's we have stories like that across the board men and women people who in high school were not necessarily the strongest runners but um, have bought into what we do and and it's worked well for them and they're they're getting faster and they're they're doing well so that's great well you talked about culture uh one of the cool parts of my job is that i get to i get to see behind the curtain and uh friday night you know you do a great job coach of of taking care of your team feeding them got some good italian food for the hotel and, <laughs> you know but afterwards it's 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 team tradition that the men and men's and women's teams get together after dinner and just just kind of share about the seniors oh, that's great. and uh you know it's really cool to hear you know just the praise and the love going around the tears that are shed in the room and you know that's reflective of, of a healthy culture and, uh, you know, and it's really cool for me to, to be part of that moment. So I appreciate you letting me into that, uh, that very private team moment. Um, so let's, David, let's talk. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about you for a little bit. All right. Okay. You earned your undergraduate degree at SCU. Now you're working on your graduate degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you get your, your undergrad degree in and what are you working now towards, uh, towards your grad degree? Yes. So I graduated with a degree in pastoral ministry. I graduated last April and now I'm doing my master's in divinity right now. Okay. That's, that that's sounds amazing. like that sounds. It's not. It's not easy, Mm-mm. right? I mean, they're they're pushing you pretty good. Yeah, it's um the first semester. It's been good. Um, getting some momentum, getting used to the program, yeah. and and maybe it'll progress and see how the classes go. But it's been going good so far. Good. Are you doing the accelerated? Uh, program? Yes. Oh, that's yes, great. Yeah, I I think that's an amazing program. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you've you've spent a few years here at, at SCU. What would you say has been the most um, 
impactful way that, you know, God has used your time here to really develop you into the person you are today? I think for me, it's just been like a lot of spiritual growth for me because the the amount of people that I've been surrounded with, the community and the people, especially on my team and outside of the team, have helped me grow in a lot of ways in my maturity with the team and also with this whole community as a, as a whole. And after, you know, being here for so long, it's been amazing to see like the spiritual impact in other people's lives. So for me, I think it's the way that the Lord has really used it has been like for me in my spiritual growth and also not just athletically, but really like seeing God and like in like through other people and seeing the image that he, that they bear for mm-hmm. him. And so that's really what um, I think that the Lord has used my in my time here. So uh, that's incredible. Um, and it's and it's really I think it's it's somewhat unique, unfortunately, that that people are looking outwards mm-hmm. and not inwards, and so that's really that's awesome. Um, okay, we like to ask this question of alumni athletes and athletes who have been here a long time. You happen to be both <laughs> alumni and here a long yeah. time. Okay, so if you could speak to your 18-year-old self, uh, what is the one the biggest piece of advice that you would give your 18-year-old self? Stay humble. Don't. Like, take people, like, under your wing. Like, take people, like, and look at them as they are, as who's God created them. Mm-hmm. Because you, a lot of times in, like, sports and athletics, we see a whole bunch of me-centered stuff and a lot of things that we walk into or you might feel like the big dog on campus, but really, like, there's other people around you that you could also be nur- helping nurture. And so for me, that's what's really been, um, I would tell my 18-year-old self is, like, stay humble, but also stay hungry, stay hungry for the, for God, stay hungry in that aspect, and continue to walk in the disciplines that you are that you've been that you are going to be developing. So, so how old are you now? Twenty three. Okay, so your eighteen year old self was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So the goal is if if you continue on the path that you that that your that your twenty eight year old self would look back at your twenty three year old at today mm-hmm. and go, man, I was so immature. You know, because you're continuing to mature. Yes. And you're continuing to grow in the Lord and, and develop your relationship with Him. And that's the cool part about life. You know, Dr. Ringo and I, when we when we were when we were at your age, we probably thought, you know, when I'm 45, I'll have it all down. All right. <laughs> but but you uh, you thought that way. No, I, I don't no, know. <laughs> you know, but 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 what happens uh, is when when at each I I like to use five year intervals. Mm-hmm. But at each five year interval, you look back five years and go, man, I had so much to learn. Yes. And and I look at back at my 18-year-old self, and I had a lot to learn. Mm. But I look back, I'm 53, so I look back at 48, and I'm like, yeah, I, I still had a lot to learn. you know. And so it's important to stay focused on growth and, and, and other people in your life and not just say, oh, I've arrived, and just yeah. start to coast. Yeah, that's a that's an important thing for um, yeah, me especially because, you know, I know a freshman year coach knows, like, I wasn't the best student athlete. I was a, just an athlete, but I was – struggling with my grades, I wasn't focused. And I think after that year, like a switch kind of flipped and I was like, like, that's something, this is something that's important. I may not have running forever, but I I will have like also my education and my, and the Lord. I'll have those two things. The running may not last forever, but I'll have those two oh, things. Yeah. No, oh. That's so good. Great to see how you've grown and developed and especially your, your spiritual formation mm-hmm. is, is amazing. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, uh, getting back to the team, uh, you you all earned an automatic bid to the NAIA National Championship. Uh, that's going to be on November 17th in Fort Vancouver, Washington. I'm very familiar with that place. It's usually 
It's going to be cold, maybe a little rainy. Uh, <laughs> like 55 and rain. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, uh, so you're going to have to do some adjustment from Florida weather. Yeah, a little uh, bit. So what what do these next couple of weeks look like for the team? Um, I think right now for for the team right now, um, you know, I think right now the Sun Conference thing for me was the most um, like. I would say stressful thing, but also the one thing that, you know, we needed to get that win, like, so much. Like, cause we wanted that win, and we got it. And once it was – we got it, we are like, okay, now we can just focus on nationals and getting to that point and see what we can do because we still have work to do. Like, we got training and um, then leading up to nationals next week. But I think the team is very excited to go up there, and we're very excited to show what we can do and just be confident in what we've been training for all season. That's great. Now let's turn to the women. They finished third. Uh, with a team best finish from Grace Fetter placing sixth. This punches her individual ticket to Nationals. Talk a little bit about Grace. Uh, Grace has had the comeback story of the century, I'd say. Mm. Um, Grace came in as a freshman and had a lot of injury problems and um, just struggled to, to be able to run on a consistent basis. And, and it just continued on into her sophomore year. And we were just trying to figure out what can we do to make this girl healthy enough to run. And, and be competitive because she was a very strong runner in high school and, and, and had injuries there too. But uh, just the running that she was doing in college was, was just too much for her. And so we've gotten to the point where we've kind of figured that out. And she's, she now is kind of on a uh, run one day, cross train one day type routine. And that's kept her healthy all season. And she's just really done really well um, with that and, and running very strong. Uh, it always makes me think what could she have done if she's – running every day but she's running well enough that she's she's our number one girl and she qualified for nationals as an individual and she was the top runner outside of SCAD to make it so uh, definitely one of the top runners in our conference and I'm just really proud of her she she's shed a lot of tears in the last couple of years to get to where she is and uh, um, to see her finally get to this point and, and see the hard work come come through and get her to that point to, to, to nationals is just really exciting for her and for me um, and the team, it's been a hard year for us. It was uh, a lot of sickness on our women's team this year. We just had people getting sick, and then they would get sick again two or three weeks later. And uh, it hit us again this last couple of weeks with, with a few girls that were really key players on our team. And, and it was a struggle for them, I'm not going to lie, for us to, to go there and run our best. But they did really well, and I was really proud of them for running as well as they did, considering the, the advent the things that they had to deal with during sure. that time. So, yeah. what are, what other other runners had an impact uh, with the women's team? Uh, Jill Jill Blazer, Jillian Blazer was also one of our better runners. Um, Sarah Hendrick. Um, I'm trying to think. Who that was. Uh, <laughs> I think Kathy, Sophie, Ka Kathy, Kathy, Sophie. Um, they're all. I mean, they're all very tight group. So. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I we didn't have a superstar this year. Julia graduated, and she was like. Our girl that was really far out in the front. The rest of them were all within like a minute of each other. So um, definitely um, a closer group this year. It was just tough this year, just mostly because they were so inconsistent with racing mm. and, and being sick. And one one week they'd run really well, run 1930s or 40s, and the next week they run 2130s because yeah. they were sick. Yeah. So um, yeah. Well, as we mentioned, you're in Fort Vancouver, Washington. Uh, it's quite a trip, but you know, you know, the team's been there before. So as you, and that, I'm sure that's an advantage for you. You're not walking in that blind, but as you prepare for this course in, in particular, what are the things that you're going to be looking out for? Well, I, I think one of the hardest things about going to nationals is we, the, the NAI hosts the biggest national meet for cross country. There's 35 teams that make it plus 
four individuals from each conference. Mm. So there's over 350 people in the race, and it's just insane. Yeah. <laughs> when you race with that many people, it's just really, really hard to, to maneuver through that. So I think them just thinking about, like, how am I going to run my race and, and get through that kind of crowd and do the best that I can with the talent that I have. And, and that's, that's something I, I, you can't really coach that. You just have to talk yeah. about it and make sure that they're, um, they're thinking about it. And while they're in the race, that they're, they're looking for opportunities to move up, that they're not being stupid and going out too fast, but they're also not being slow and going out too slow. So, um, <clears throat> so that's, that's one of the biggest things that I think that our team this year needs to focus on because we have a lot of talent and we have definitely an opportunity to, to run better than what we have um, in past years, um, this is by far the best team I've ever coached here at Southeastern. Mm. We ran our fastest team time this last weekend at, at conference, so that was exciting for me. And um, I just want to see them go out there and do the best they can in a big race like this. And it's, it is tough. So yeah. John needs to get out with the top 50 guys in the first part of the race and not be afraid to go with those guys that are going to be All-Americans. And hopefully he'll be right there with them at mm. the end, too. Yeah. That's good. Um, as a coach, you know, again, the men won the championship and, and the women uh, finished third. You have one team celebrating the big win. And as a coach, how do you manage the divergent finishes within yourself and the team? How do you, yeah, from a mental standpoint of encouragement and so forth, how do you? That's the hardest part. <laughs> it is really hard because I, We've only done it once where we've won the men and the women together, and that was the COVID year, and it was kind of a little skewed because some of the teams weren't in it. So, um, And it is. like there's The, the women wanted to win just as bad as the guys did. Um, now, the, the thing about our sport is you can kind of go into it knowing where you should finish, and, and, and I knew it was going to be really impo- pretty tough to, to win this year for the women. But I felt like second place was definitely something they should have been able to do, and, and we didn't even get that due to the circumstances we were under. But um, I just – you know, as a coach, I, I try to just be excited for the ones that won and try to pick up the pieces for the ones that didn't and sure. and try to point out the things like the, the goals that we accomplished during the season. It's not just necessarily about one race. And yeah. if our goal was to do something at that conference meet and we did it, then we can celebrate that right. too. So right. uh, a lot of the girls did run really well. Grace having the race that she did, uh, we, we can celebrate that as a team because we all push her, all right. the other girls on the team push her to, to do the best that she can. And um, and I think the girls and the guys also see themselves as a team as a whole yeah. too. So the yeah. girls can celebrate for the guys, even though they didn't aren't on the guys' team. They're they're just as excited for them as the guys would be if the girls won. Well, and that was what what was cool about where I was standing when when the guys were coming in, and you ran over and said we did it. Mm-hmm. I mean the the women celebrated like it was their win. Yeah, you know, and that was really cool to watch them because they were over kind of in your camp. And, you know, kind of milling around there, getting ready for their race. And all of a sudden they come running with smiles on their faces, jumping up and down. And, you know, I'm sure that makes it easier when, Definitely, when yeah. they're, they're celebrating with the men. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a unique sport where we do get to practice together and do a lot of things together. And they're, they're, they're really together all the time when it's anything to do with our sport. So it is like one team, and, and you can definitely celebrate the wins, even if you're not yeah. necessarily the same yeah. sport. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well. David and, and Coach, thank you for joining us today, man. What an awesome privilege to have this conversation and just 
get more perspective of uh, of the team and the efforts and all that you're doing for preparation. Again, congratulations on the big championship. And then yeah. good luck in Washington. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah, privilege. Yep. Regal Automotive Group, your source for all things automotive in the Lakeland area and Winter Haven area, a full-service dealer group offering a vast range of quality auto brands and backed by stellar customer service, specializing in Chevrolet, GMC, Kia, Honda, and Acura, and uh, Regal Acura and Regal Automotive is a proud partner of Fire Athletics. Let Regal Automotive be your first choice when shopping for a brand new car, SUV, or pickup truck. Uh, know you'll be pleased with their customer service. Yeah, the Campeses are, are great great supporters yeah. of Fire Athletics. We really appreciate them. Yeah, very much so. Well, let's jump right into uh, our other sports, volleyball. Uh, you know, the fire take on Kaiser in Friday's Sun Conference Tournament semifinal after finishing the regular season with an amazing record, 21 and four. Yeah, that's 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 incredible. Yeah, we closed out the regular season last week, three one win over Ave Maria on the road. We 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 had some sickness in the roster that night, so it was a, a, a big win. Uh, then then swept Florida Memorial on Senior Day this past uh, Saturday. Grace Petty was the Sun Conference Attacker of the Week. She had 19 kills against Ave Maria. 14 more against Florida Memorial. So uh, really, really excited uh, about about what they've been able to do this season at 21-4. and four. Yeah. Now, you know I love, I love this statistic. We are 2-0 and against Kaiser this season. Uh, so if we win on Friday, which, you know, we will. I mean, I mean, if we're already 2-0, and <laughs> we're going to pick up that third win. Speak it. Uh, so what's next? Well, to, if, if we win on Friday in the semifinal, we will move to the championship. Uh, and it would be our second consecutive Sun Conference championship match appearance. Uh, we would most likely face number 22, St. Thomas. Uh, we played them twice this year. The first time here, it was, it was a pretty good match. Lost 3-1. Uh, down there, uh, this you know a couple weeks ago, didn't play so well, not as well as we had played at home. So, I'm sure the the ladies are looking forward to, uh, to to potentially seeing the Bobcats again and and giving them a run in their own place. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be wonderful. And of course, this is Coach's final yeah year, so that's gotta be a little emotional as you kind of head to the finish line. Yeah, I've seen her. Um, you know, she's she's kind of been the ups and downs this year emotionally because you know a couple weeks ago uh, some of the parents brought some things uh, to celebrate her. The kids gave her, you know, some pictures and some signed oh. things and flowers and and uh, she's just trying to keep it together there because you know she's done such a good job. Yeah. Here and and I think her I think her number one. Um, quality is that she invests so so at such a deep level in her kids she really and, does and i yeah. uh yeah i've been so grateful for her she's been an amazing coach and uh yeah we're definitely gonna miss her yeah we wish her the best all right let's talk about men's soccer uh <laughs> men's soccer beat weber in the sun semifinal on saturday but then they lost uh to um uh, yeah, that Kaiser. Team. That team, team yesterday in, in overtime, <laughs> three to two. Uh, what's this mean for the team now? Well, that game was a heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know it, it was. We were up, we were up, uh, we were up two to one, and gave up the tying goal with 15 seconds left. Yeah, that's tough. And so, you know, on your way basically to to see Saint, to say Saint Saint Thomas on Friday, and and you know, you hit a roadblock. So. You know, I th- talking to coach. You know, he was he was uh, disheartened by the by the result. You know, obviously for his guys and him. Right, right. Uh, but they still do have a shot in a, at large bid in the NAI yeah. national tournament. A uh, few things have to happen here for them to get that. 
the, the first thing was that Florida Memorial could not win the Sun Conference Championship at the AQ, which they did not. St. Thomas beat them yesterday 2-1. to one. Okay. And so uh, we're hoping, you know, that this team – this team's had a very good year. Yeah, an excellent uh, year. They've, they've suffered from some injuries down the stretch here and, you know, cost them some games. But, you know, they fought. They battled. It's a very cohesive group, as we talked to, with Coach Roberts about it last week. And uh, you, you really want them to have a chance uh, to, to appear in this tournament because I think they're going to be overlooked. Right, right. You know, as, as an at-large third team from the Sun Conference, I, I just don't think they're going to be taken seriously, which would be a mistake. Uh, and so I would love to see them get that that opportunity. Uh, that's good. Let's uh, let's talk about the ladies. The women's soccer team entered the Sun Tournament as the number two seed, which earned them a bye in the first round. Yep. They hosted St. Thomas last night in the semifinal, came out with a big win, 3-2. Uh, so, yeah, that's exciting. Huge win. And uh, this is a team. St. Thomas came here, came in here a few weeks ago, tied us. And, uh, you know, it was, it, 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 was a, it, was, it was a very good St. Thomas team. And so we had to bring our best. We and and you know soccer. Sometimes you sit around for ninety minutes. You don't see a goal. Yeah. In this match last night, we saw three goals in the first seven minutes. And so we got on the board first. Katie Carnes got the scoring quickly, getting three minutes in. She got got us on the board. But SDU scored the next two goals quickly to take a two-one lead, and then it stayed two-one until Naira Lopez had a PK yeah. that she drilled home to go to go up to uh, to tie the game at two. And then with just 15.45 left, Naira scored another off a great pass from uh, Madeline Davidson to uh, put the fire on top. We held on, and we're headed to SCAD uh, on Friday. I think we've got a clip oh, great. of this goal. Yeah, this I would goal love to see it. was a really sweet goal. Uh, you know, we had, we had missed some chances up to this point, but play develops in the, in the midfield. And you'll see this, this team, this team is, is gutty, and they pass very well. So oh, you wow, see that one into the yeah. middle, and then and then uh, Madeline takes this and just hits just hits Naira with a with a great center pass there, and she drills at home. So you know, 15:40 left there, huge goal late in the game. Uh, you know, um, but you're right, great passing makes all the difference. Yeah, and Michaela Owen had another great night in goal. Uh, you know, they gave up two back to back there early in the first half, but she she really really buckled down and had a great great rest of the match. Okay, so now, uh, now what's next again? So yes, yeah, so so Sun uh, Sun Conference Championship. Okay, okay, that's uh, Friday at SCAD this Friday, one o'clock up in Savannah. Okay, all right. We wish them well on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about golf. Uh, the men's team traveled to Georgia for their final uh, fall tournament. How'd that go? Played a tough course, Barnsley Gardens. Uh, scores were a little higher than you might expect uh, from collegiate golfers across the board, not just with us. Uh, but the team finished fourth. Matthew uh, Soshinek tied for second. Uh, after leading the field with 35 pars, yeah, that's and great. so we're, it's good to see them. It's good to see the men competing because they, you know, as as we've talked about the last few weeks, they've really picked it up here. Looking forward to the spring. All right, let's talk about wrestling. It's the the you know wrestling season now, and I know the team started its season in Kentucky. Yep. A great successful trip for the Fire with 10 wrestlers earning top five placements in the season opening Patriot Open in Kentucky. Yeah, they are a young team this year. And so I, I know Coach uh, Coach Travis was, he's talking to me before the season. He goes, I, I don't I don't think I don't know that we should be ranked third right now. You know I'd like to be ranked a little less. You know puts less pressure on the guys. But guess what? Rankings came out. We're third. Yep. And so he's he's obviously not going to complain about that. Uh, but um, you know they were they were very he was very happy. You know we had we had one champion, two runner ups, and seven placers. And so he really felt like the guys stepped up. 
uh, the champs were Sal Silva, Andreas Bond, guys yeah, who have been yeah. here a while. Yeah. You know, and so um, you know, with a young team, they're just going to have to keep grinding, kind of kind of teaching the guys what collegiate wrestling is all about. But um, you know, looks good. Looks good at this point. Yeah. No, I, I I had the chance to go watch the Red Black uh, match yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. They they look amazing. Great depth. I think it's yeah, just going to be. A, uh, I'm looking forward to the season. It's going to so, be a, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they'll play. Uh, St. Thomas tomorrow night. All right, and then they'll head to Emmanuel. Is that uh, Manu- here? That is at St. Thomas. At St. Thomas, and then Emmanuel College uh, Sunday for the Georgia Open. Okay, all right, great, good. Uh, let's move to football. It uh, <laughs> looks like a, a, another tough loss this past weekend for football, coming up short uh, of an upset against number seventeen St. Thomas. They dropped the game thirty-three, twenty-one. It seems like they they're in the game, and and, and it's just yeah. Yeah, so so St. Thomas is a is a senior laden team. They started the program four years ago. A lot of those guys are still there, and they're they're now seniors, and they're tough. Ranked seventeenth, as you said, and you know we come into the game four and four, and uh, you know had a couple. You know we lost to Kaiser, lost to Florida Memorial in a tight game. You know, and so I, you know, you 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 wonder how that game's going to go. Well, we we came out, we answered the bell, went up fourteen nothing. Yeah, and uh, so it was really encouraging. We had we had we had a strong start. Uh, but then the second quarter really was was our downfall. Second quarter, St. Thomas scored on a long touchdown, got a cu- got a couple others, you know. But we didn't give up. I mean, we had we had possession with the ball with a chance to 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 take the lead, uh, and and just couldn't get it done. Yeah, they scored a late yeah. touchdown and to put it away. So, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, it makes it it makes it hard when they do come out so so strong yeah. and 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 can't you know, pull it out, but it, it is positive that our guys went out there and competed hard and, and really, they always give it their best. So, yeah, I love the effort. Yeah, you look at the numbers. We held the number four scoring offense in the NAI to just 11, point, 11 points below their season average. Yeah. And the number two rusher in the whole NAI, he's averaging nearly 100 yards. Uh, nearly a, He's actually averaging 100, like 39, 40 yards a game. Wow. He had just 39 yards from scrimmage. So... You know, defense is doing a great job. We just, we just are just this close. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we're we're four and five now, and and you can look back. You can probably pick out five or six possessions over oh, the yeah. course of the whole year, and yeah. we're and we and we we could be eight and one. Right. You know, no, seven and two. I know. So, it's it's yeah. It's been some some tough losses. Yep. So what's next for Fire Football? Last game of the year ah. on uh, Saturday night against Avi Maria. We have Senior Night. It's also our Veterans Day game, so we'll be honoring veterans during the game. Uh, so we take on Ave Maria, 7 p.m. start. Uh, you know, if you want to see the Senior Day festivities, show up at 6:30. We'll get that. We'll get that going, and looking forward to a great season closing game. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So come on out for that game again that Saturday night on our home field at 7 p.m. Men's basketball is just getting started. Let's talk about them. Uh, they opened their season with a bang, defeating a top 25 team in their first game, uh, beating Mobile 78 to 75. Yeah, they really. I mean, Mobile's ranked 22nd. And so we came out kind of kind of ambushed them. I mean, we were up we were up by 16 in that game, and they uh, they found their footing at halftime, and and really they they closed it to to one with under a minute to go, and our guys held on. It was it was a really really tough finish. Um, you know, we we looked them in the eye and said, no, not tonight. Uh, you know, and by the way, Mobile won at Division One South Alabama wow. last night. You wow. know, and so obviously they're pretty tough this yeah. year. So that's a big a that's big, a big first win. game yeah. win for the Fire. Um, what were some of the highlights for it? Well, Josh Blasquez, uh, okay. who changed numbers, by the way. I'm going to have to ask him about that. He was number zero. Zero is not a number, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. zero last year. He's number three this year. So 
We'll have to figure out what went on yeah. there. He had 18 points along with uh, transfer Makai Basel. He had 18 as well. Anthony Duncan, big guy inside, had 14 points, eight rebounds. Uh, that's that's impressive. Uh, what happened against Faulkner? I actually was at that game. You were. Uh, they played a, a great first half, kept it tight. Yep. And then it just uh, changed from the well, second half. Well, we did start off strong. Second half was the difference, as you yes. say. Uh, we outscored uh, Eagles outscored us 44-26. Yeah. No, I know. They shot 63% from the field. It it is painful. You know, the, the irony here is uh, the night before, we beat Mobile. Oh, no. St. Thomas beats Faulkner in overtime. The next day, Mobile smacks the STU, and Faulkner gets us. You know, it, it's just it, it just basketball is a weird game. No, I know. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I, there are many times I, I, I want to be an assistant coach and join the huddle and say, you can do this. And, Let's uh, go. And make it happen. Uh, and they did. I mean, they did the night before against Mobile. So uh, sometimes it just happens. Well, maybe we could harken back to last year. Maybe you should have left at halftime. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. You're so, right. You're so right. When, when, if you leave at halftime, we're down. <laughs> but this was the other way around. It right? was the other way so around. So we were winning. We were winning. Maybe you could, should just go for a hot dog and see yeah, how it's going and, see, and maybe uh, step in or out after that. <laughs> if that helps. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a great season. What's next for them? Tonight we host Johnson University at the Furnace, 7 p.m. Uh, then they travel to Georgia to play Life and Point. Okay. I'm going to try to get out for that tonight if I can. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it'd be, be fun to watch. Uh, so it sounds like a great, busy, busy week. And, and so how do these teams really look? Well, Johnson's been struggling. They're 0-2 in the year. Uh, but but this trip this weekend is a big one uh, for the team. Life is is receiving votes, votes in the national polls. Okay. Uh, they're 3-0 and right. points 3-1. and So okay. it should be a good uh, early good season test. test for us. Yeah. Let's talk about the ladies. Uh, we went two and one on the week, defeating Faulkner University 70-64 on Friday. They dropped one to number 14 Loyola, 55-53, and a nail-biter. That actually came down to the last uh, second. And then they defeated Thomas on Monday, 63-51 on the road. Yeah, busy start to the season. Good to see the women's team competing with some top-ranked at- opponents. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Uh, so, so here's the thing. Uh, going up to, get to, to Faulkner, getting a win on their court, yeah. uh, tough place to play. Uh, uh, was great. Anaya Coleman led the game with 14 points. Yeah, no, that's awesome. How, how uh, talk a little bit about that Loyola game? Okay, and a nine-run one run to start the four, third quarter pushed Loyola up 48-35 with 6:55 to play. You know, so we're down 13 in the fourth quarter. Um, we answered with a 10-0 run to get within a possession with 3:50 left. Pair of free throws by Becky Kalidiev. And by the way, Becky. Becky and you know this, but Becky, I'm going to remind the list. Becky was in a near-fatal car accident oh, wow. two years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, you know, shattered her kneecap. And, you know, I think it was in 12 pieces. And to see her to see her practicing and playing right now, is, it's it's a miracle. We praise God for that. Yeah. Uh, but the fire bat, I mean, you're, you're talking, the, as you said, the 14th-ranked team in the country, up big in the fourth quarter, yeah. and a team that's just been put together. I mean, we've, we've got a, a team of, of good transfers, returners, freshmen, yeah. who are just kind of getting to know each other, but they put on a, a run in the fourth quarter uh, and battle to the end. So, yeah. you know, we got to give them a lot of credit. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a tough one. Glad to see him pick up another win over Thomas on Monday. Yep. Well, it is always it is always good to, to get momentum back after loss. And Thomas is a tough place to play. It's a really small yeah. gym. They pack it out. They're they're very, uh, very enthusiastic. So, uh, they get a little break here, then they, they we have our home opener Saturday 2 p.m. 
because it was going to be a busy uh, busy day uh, on Saturday. We got New College of Florida yeah. coming in here, yeah. a, new, a new Sun Conference school as right. of next Brand, year. Yeah, Brand So new. they're coming in here at 2 p.m. for a game against uh, our ladies. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, that's a wrap for today. I want to thank everybody for joining us as we close. Remind you to come out to our home games again this week. Men's basketball versus Johnson tonight at 7 p.m. Women's basketball Saturday at 2 p.m. versus New College. And then, of course, our final home football game against Ave Maria. That's Saturday at 7 p.m. senior night. And make sure you visit SUFire.com for the latest news in fire athletics. You can find the event calendar there as well as a link to watch all of our home games. Yeah. We wish good luck to all of our teams this week. Uh, go get them. All right. Thank you, everyone, and take care. Go fire.